A hero is integrity, humanity, and compassion in action. The hero frequency is the thread of those qualities binding us all. I'm Yasmin Joy, an empathic survivor of loss, grief, and more. And every week, I'll be sharing tips and tales that brought me to my mission of identifying and amplifying the hero frequency. Let's tune in and turn it up. Hey, welcome back. Today, I'm going to do things a little bit differently. Now, usually when I am recording a podcast episode for you, I have a very specific topic in mind. And even though I don't have anything scripted out, I try to roll my thoughts out in a more or less cohesive fashion to the topic at hand. But I figured it's the holiday weekend, so I'm going to let loose and see what happens, how this goes, and where this goes, because I am as clueless as you are. My inspiration for this episode came from a couple places. First, I did tell you that I was going to have real talk episodes so that I wouldn't have to delay any episodes being published to you just because there was a lot of background noise. As soon as I posted that, guess what? No background noise. Trash trucks were cooperating. No one's doing their lawn. You know, how life does. Whatever, however, without any notification or your permission or cooperation. It's all good, though. One of the other reasons why I wanted to do more Real Talk episodes with you is because I want to give you a chance to know me a little bit better. In real life, I do not talk the way that you've been hearing my episodes. I actually talk a lot and I tend to talk really fast. So when I'm speaking on my podcast, I'm slowing down and sometimes I'm purposefully over enunciating to make sure that you can hear what I'm saying clearly. Because those specific episodes with those specific messages are really important for me that you're able to grasp and take in what I'm saying. Also, I really want to give you quality content in a way that's not time-wasting. You know, like how Eminem says it in one of his songs, nowadays, everybody want to talk like they got something to say, but nothing comes out when they move their lips, just a bunch of gibberish. And that is what I try to avoid for the most part. But today, we are going to talk a little bit of gibberish. Well, we as an I, and I'm sorry, I wish I could change that so that we could have an interactive discussion. I will figure out how to not hate social media so much so that I can get on Instagram and start having some live video, whatever you call it, so that it could be a little more interactive because I do want to hear from you as well. Now, before we go on real quick, And in case the copyright gods are listening, for the record, I'm fully crediting Eminem and or whoever owns the lyrics to that little bit from one of his songs. Eminem is a lyrical genius. His stuff is so clever and catchy that unless somehow you've never heard of him or any of his songs, you likely have some of his lyrics tucked away in your brain, just ready to tumble out at any given appropriately inappropriate moment or situation as well. Okay, one more thing about Eminem, and I'm going to move on, I promise. Now, I don't know about you, but I enjoy watching music reaction videos, especially by younger generations that are listening to older generations' music and across cultures. It's one of the guilty, not-so-guilty pleasures that I enjoy doing when I just want a break and I want my brain to decompress because I find it fun to see people discovering things with fresh eyes and also making that universal human connection through music. 
I have a few favorite YouTube reaction video channels that I watch, and one of them is called The Cartier Family. Actually, I think it's just Cartier Family. If you want to see what I mean about what a genius Eminem is, check out their video entitled First Time Hearing Eminem Without You. It's really fun to see their reaction, but also how they recognize and break down all the iconic pop references that he packs in that song. I mean, I've heard that song myself a bunch of times, but I never really stopped to really pay attention and listen to all the phrases that he used. I also got to really appreciate how he rolled out his words, how he tucked rhyme and rhythm among adjacent words and phrases and phrases within phrases. It's pretty insane and exciting, in my humble opinion. Another reason why I wanted to try this laissez-faire episode is because when I started my podcast, my closest peeps were really excited about what they called my personality, whatever that means, on the podcast. And when they heard the first few episodes, they said, that doesn't sound like you. I put a lot of thought into it. And actually, I think part of it is that they don't really know the teacher side of me. I used to be a teacher. And they also don't understand that there is a completely different persona when I'm trying to help someone with something that is very important and serious to me. Now, all of this has me thinking of how we're very different in different situations when we're wearing different hats and different attire altogether, and yet how we can have all these different things about ourselves, but still be completely who we are. A fireman at his job, wearing his gear and with his tools, is going to be in a different mode than when he's having a barbecue with his family. Now, this is not to be confused with being disingenuous and deceptive. That's a whole other thing for a whole other episode. The point being is that we may show up a little bit differently under different circumstances and in our different hats. In my everyday life, I wear a very silly hat. Being light and happy is something that I prefer, but when I'm talking about or dealing with something that is serious, especially if it's a topic dealing with mistreatment or injustice, I get into a completely different mode and switch hats accordingly. So because on this podcast, I tend to talk about a lot of serious things, you see me in that hat almost all the time. Now that said, people who are on my social media, not Instagram, but a different social media platform that I'm on a lot will see this serious side as well. I want to backtrack just a tad to explain when I said that I hate social media, what I meant was that I don't like actually having the spotlight on myself, but I use this other platform really to share news and my thoughts on things that I feel are really important and I want people to consider or be aware of. So when my peeps heard that I was about to start a podcast where I would use my gift of the gab that keeps on giving offline, they were expecting a more silly hat me. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm suspecting that if my peeps are listening to this episode, they're regretting what they wish for, especially after that Eminem bit, because no brother needs to hear his sister doing that, and no kids want to hear their mama doing that. But I'm doing it for the people. May the odds ever be in your favor. And that's from Hunger Games. Now, in all seriousness, or rather part seriousness, I do want to mention what we did for Thanksgiving. So my husband and I just had a quiet dinner by ourselves, and it was lovely. And then on Friday, he actually went to have dinner with his family. Now, if you're just joining in this podcast and are wondering why I didn't go with him, I am what we call at the odds with some members of the family. And I decided in 2020, because it's such a lovely even number, 
that I was no longer going to sacrifice one of my favorite seasons of the year that is meant to be looked forward to with people that supposedly love you in the presence of anyone that treats you in front of your face or behind your back in a way that I would never treat them. Now, just as I said that, I have to double check myself because I'm a very different person when I have established that someone has been harmful to me. And what I mean by that is that they could have said or done harmful things, but I may not always be in the space where I'm accepting that things are as bad as they look. As long as I can talk myself out of it, I can keep trying to wear that hat, even though it may start to slip a lot. But once I'm at a place where it's like, okay, I see this is who you are. And this thing that I see now has never been acceptable for me, but I just refuse to see it in you before. Once I finally accept the ugliness that I see, I switch hats. Let me tell you about this hat that I wear around people that have been shown to be unkind. It's not soft and feathery or fun and silly like my everyday hats. Essentially, it is not a hat made for family gatherings. Now, I'm not saying that I suggest you do the same thing when you have someone who is hostile in your circle. What I'm saying is that I recognize that this is what I do. And I'm certainly not saying that what I do is the best or right way. It is simply who I am today based on how I am and what I believe in and understanding the components of who other people or situations are or can be, and how the combination of these two things are likely to interact. If you put a snake and a mongoose in a pit, the likelihood of tea time is very slim. Now, I'm not saying who is the snake versus the mongoose in my situation, though I have my own ideas, but in the end, the result is going to be the same. And I'm pretty sure it's not what they mean when they say there's no place like home for the holidays. So, hubby is visiting his family separately from here on forward. Now, if this sounds too severe or harsh to you, then you are in a different place and what you think is right for you and your family with a similar dynamic is perfectly fine and right for you. Your bottom line value system may be that family has to stick together no matter what. And it's a lovely sentiment. In fact, one that I started off with when I had my own family and one that I adopted into whatever versions of family came into my path for most of my adult life. But I've been around the block, in fact, many a blocks, many a times. And at the end of the day, what I notice to be best for me and that I hope for my own children to adopt and anyone that I love is love, commitment, loyalty, dedication to the principles for humanity for all. And that includes vehement rejection of cruelty and injustice and systems of oppression. But, you know, it's all connected. And you're going to hear me say this many, many times because this is what I've come to observe, learn, and wholeheartedly believe. And I'll let you know if this changes. But at the root of cruelty is self-entitlement. Without anyone saying or doing anything that looks bloody awful, you can tell that there is a seed potential of cruelty in that person or group if there's a sense of self-entitlement. With any person in my life that I've ever had a serious, serious problem with, there was always either a belief or the pursuit of entitlement. Now, I don't mean just the access to finer things in life, but entitlement in the sense that there is a better than of me or us compared to the next person. Okay, 
enough with that talk on this episode that's supposed to be a bit more casual and fun. And for some reason, I am not paying attention to where my hands are because I keep doing the hat switch. And it's just habit because when I'm in my podcasting mode, I am thinking about so many serious topics that I want to get out there as quick as possible to the world because there's kind of a sense of urgency. Because I've spent so much of my life just absorbing and learning all of these things that I'm sharing with you here, I didn't really get a chance to spend that time actually creating and building and growing above the surface because I was constantly trying to fix the foundation and keep up with the things that were happening that were knocking things down in my life. So I'm always thinking, I got to get this out. I can't waste any more time. I can't lose any more time. I want to be able to help you as soon as possible so that you can get better and get stronger and in turn, go back out in the world and pay for it as well. So like I said, there's just this urgency for me to get on here and share all of this big, important, serious stuff because I understand how not being able to have validation in some of the things I talk about, to have this mental and emotional support and a sense that you're not alone. All of that, when you're in the middle of a kind of spiritual battle, and I'm just using that word because I can't think of another word right now off the top of my head that describes the consciousness of your existence. So anyways, when you're in the middle of that kind of warfare, while in a world and society that rewards narcissists and abusers, manipulators, all the kinds of people that actually cause the majority of the harm in the world, when you are on the frequency in a world that is so deaf to it, It can feel very lonely, very frustrating, and even hopeless at times. And you know, I'm going to keep this conversation going on this podcast, but I want to segue into these two main points. Number one, I swear I'm more fun at parties and offline. (laughs) And it doesn't matter if you think I'm fun or not. That's not really the point. The point is that you can be dealing with heavy things and you can be really serious and comfortable fighting if you have to. But it doesn't have to be the entirety of who you are as a person. Which leads me to number two. Being on the hero frequency does not mean that you cannot lighten up, have fun, be silly, even be ridiculous at times. That has nothing to do with it. And in fact, it's really important for you to recharge yourself by having fun, by having moments where you can just let things go. And I know it's really hard to do that, especially if you're on the frequency, because that tends to be a personality type that is sensitive by nature. What I'm saying is that they're not mutually exclusive. I'm going to divert a little bit, but this is still on topic. So my favorite cuisine is actually Vietnamese cuisine. And that's not just because I'm the Vietnamese, but it is because Vietnamese cuisine has every flavor in it. And I mean, almost in every meal, there's savory, sweet, sour, spicy, bitter, pungent, citrusy, rich. And I'm not just listing all the flavors that I can think of. I'm actually thinking of dishes that are popping up in my head and I'm just throwing out flavor profiles for you. (laughs) Sorry, I'm laughing because I use the term flavor profiles as if I'm some kind of a professional in the kitchen and I cannot cook. Well, I mean, I can cook, but I'm, I can't cook as well as a Vietnamese person typically is able to cook and certainly not as well as a person who uses the term flavor profiles should be able to. But like they say, those who can't cook can eat. So now that we've had our little lunch break, all of this is to say that we are more interesting and harmonious when we're able to 
acknowledge and balance all the different flavors that make up who we are as a person. Sometimes this is hard because you may have never developed a palate for a little bit of everything in this way. But if you didn't grow up having this type of a palate, you can learn to expand it by being more open and curious because it helps you become more well-rounded and cultured and even resilient. It doesn't mean that you have to be and feel and accept everything. Like for example, there's one flavor in Vietnamese cuisine and actually a lot of Asian cuisines that would likely be a hard no for many Westerners. I just have to say, mum's the word. That's a joke. That's actually what it is. It's called mum and it's a type of shrimp paste that's fermented. Just think anchovies but blended and think of the pungency level of fish sauce but fermented which always makes things smell a little bit rotten mm -mm -mm. yeah so some things may be a hard pass that's why some people don't really mesh well and that's okay it might need more time more exposure or just simply go on your way that might just be an acquired taste but we should never ever acquire the taste for something or someone that will poison you or shred you from the inside out. All right, so to recap this very rando episode, one, it's normal to wear different hats and show up in them accordingly. Two, variety is not only the spice, but harmony of life and who we are. Three, you should never acquire a taste for that which poisons you. And four, it's your holiday or any day that you're alive you don't owe this precious time to what's not aligned. Now, before I go, the teacher in me has a little, little bit of an assignment for you. Within the next 30 days, no matter how busy you are or how stressed you feel you have to stay, I want you to dedicate some time where you're having fun. It doesn't have to be complicated or cost money even, but it has to be a dedicated space and time where you say, you know what? I know I have all the stuff that I'm dealing with right now, but for this period, I'm not going to give a niche and I'm going to put myself completely in this moment where I am free and present and having fun. And actually share it with me in a message. You can send me a DM on Facebook or Instagram at The Hero Frequency or you can email at hello at theherofrequency.com. And if you're feeling a little extra generous in the mood of the season, let me know what you thought about this episode. Did you get any helpful tips? Did it make you smile, laugh out loud, feel a little bit better about your cool factor in comparison? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for spending this time with me. I'll see you again soon. Every day is an opportunity to exercise your integrity, humanity, and compassion, including for yourself. May you go with the company of good, the endurance of love, the beauty of wonder, and the dignity of kindness. Thanks for tuning into The Hero Frequency.